Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. Good evening everybody, how are we? Seems very strange being on here on a Friday evening, it's got to be said. Um, But there we go, so it's all a little bit funny in the month of May with all our bank holidays and our coronation, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. Having said that, um, we're going to kick off again with some more family questions. So I'm here for an hour, six till seven, um, to hopefully help some of you guys out. I see there's a hand up in the audience already. For those of you that are new to this, um, what I tend to do is I try to jump on twice a week from six till seven. Um, I'm live on the Discord as well as live on TikTok and on Instagram. And it gives you guys an opportunity to, if you if you need to ask a family law question, come onto Discord, download the app, create yourself a little profile, come into the lounge, put your hand up, and then you can ask me a question. Just remember that when you're asking me a question, I'm recording all of this because then we put it up on the podcast afterwards so people can listen to it again. Um, and there's also generally around six or 700 people over the social media platforms also listening. So I just um, let everybody know. So let's kick off with ABC. Whenever you're ready, join me and ask me your question. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? I can, yeah, what's your question? Hi, thank you. Um, Okay, so we just finished a three day fact find yesterday. It was completely exhausting. And there were, I'm the mom, a primary carer, baby, uh, son's 19 months, not yet met dad. Um, due to safeguarding. So the three-day finding has been completed and findings have been made um, on dad for uh, domestic and sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into detail, but those, the, there's a number of findings that have been made. Um, there's one dual finding that's been made on both of us for verbal abuse to each other during the relationship. But yeah. apart from that, all the other findings are on dad. And um, I'm just wondering what would happen now moving forward? Well, that finding that was made, that will have an impact now as to whether or not contact moving forward is safe. So now that that finding has been made, the contact proceedings start up again, because while you've been doing your fact find, they've all been paused. And then, of course, the court's going to look at the finding that's been made in the context of what's being asked for by dad and determine if it's safe or if it isn't safe to give him the contact that he's asking for. But at the moment, we and we have been for the last year doing monthly pictures and clips, and he sends yeah. a card. Yeah. The cards have been completely inappropriate, and uh, the judges raised that with him. So hopefully, he'll he'll start sending better, more appropriate cards for a one-year-old. Yeah. Um, but all we've been told is you're rating Kafkas, and I, yeah. he basically his applications for a shared care order anyway. And I'm just worried about about it and obviously now it's deemed that he is you know a domestic abuse and a sexual abuse and yeah yeah it's just scary so well don't be scared because i think if you actually listen to what you're saying he's he's asking for a shared care and he's been deemed a dv abuser so the chances of him getting shared care i suspect are very slim 
okay. Just because right. I know that the DAP course has been scrapped now, so there's there's nothing for uh, that yeah, you can I do shouldn't, to... I shouldn't, shouldn't be too concerned about that. The bigger picture here is that Dad is asking for shared care, so 50-50 residents, and the court have found him to be an abuser. So, yeah, I, I'm not too sure that you've got anything just, to worry about. Just before you go, is it likely he'll get contact in a contact centre? I have no idea. I, I wouldn't be able okay. to answer that without knowing more about your case. But all I'm trying, I'm just trying to reassure you that what Dad's okay. asking for is probably highly unlikely that he's going to get that, given those okay. findings that have been made. All right? Okay, thank you, Legal Queen. You're Bye. welcome. Bye. Um, always makes me smile when people call me that because I'm known as Trace to everybody else. Um, Chelsea, let me come back to you and take you off mute and see if I can hear you this time. Hello. Can you hear me now? I can indeed. Yeah, what's your question? Okay. Um, so, a bit of a uh, back, back, back story. Um, yeah. My husband's daughter um, lived with her mum uh, yeah. who moved like 60 miles away. Yeah. Her daughter's 13. Yeah. And it was mutually agreed for daughter to come and live with us because of her mental health issues. Yeah. Um, so... Daughter came about two weeks ago. Mm. Uh, however, mum is now saying that she's changed her mind and wants daughter back with her, but daughter doesn't want to go. Right. Um, is there anything that we can do? So how long, is there a court order in place at the moment, first of all, Chelsea? No. No, okay. So all this has just been by agreement. And how old is the child? 13. 13. So at that age, she'll definitely, her voice will definitely be listened to by Kafkas and therefore, you know, mm -hmm. translated into the court. If parents mm -hmm. can't agree and, and there is a dispute over child arrangements, then obviously a C100 is completed um, and it will go to court. So, you know, that's if, if you guys can't agree, then, then that's ultimately what will happen. Mm -hmm. But if the child's living with dad, I would suggest that it would be mum's application that's made. Okay. Okay. So we we um think that um because mum has said to us that um she is basically going to come and collect daughter yes. and basically take her out of the country. Right. Um, mum's got passport. Yes. Um, we've asked for it, but okay. she's saying no. She basically she's my daughter. I've got all the rights, but so, that's on birth certificate. So then I take it that your your husband's not in agreement to that. No. Okay. So then what your husband would do is download the C100 form and he's mm -hmm. asking for an emergency PSO, which is, which is a prohibited steps order, to stop her okay. from taking her out of the country. Okay. All right. And you, you okay. can get Thank one you. of those within, within a week or two, but you would have to act fairly quickly. Okay. All Thank right. you very much. No problem. Thanks, Chelsea. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, it's busy tonight, guys. I didn't think it would be as busy. I thought you'd all be, you know, as it's a Friday, watching the telly, having a drink, but I'm pleasantly surprised. ABZ. Hello. Hello. Can Hello. you hear me okay? I can indeed. Yeah, what's your question? Perfect. Um, so this is uh, slightly long-winded, but um, I'm from Northern Ireland. Yeah. Um, my case has actually been heard in Manchester. Yeah. Now, I had an initial Section 7 report done by CAFCAS and they recommended a fact-finding hearing at yeah. that. Um, the judge and my ex decided not to go down that route. Yeah. Um, I've been accused with everything under the sun, like you name it, even down the road of a criminal conviction and stuff, but they decided not to take any action. There was no evidence I interviewed and everything like that. Um, since then, um, there was another... So I've been seeing my daughter in a contact centre uh, for two hours every month. Um, I was actually supposed to see her in February, but never got a chance to because 
my ex said that my child was in nursery, but then later, later uh, CAFCAST found out that my child was never in nursery. Yeah. So there's another Section 7 report that's been done, but the CAFCAST have found that my ex has lied about a number of things. So previously CAFCAST uh, in the initial section. Oh, I've lost you. Hopefully you'll... Oh, there you go. You're Sorry, back again. Uh, can you hear me okay? I can hear you now yeah. again, yeah. Sorry, in the, pre- in the, in the initial CAFCAS report, um, my ex said that I, wa- I wasn't physically abusive towards her. Yeah. Um, but in this one, she's saying there is. So there's a lot of contradictions in every report that she's actually um, saying or interviewing or whatever it is. Yeah. But now that CAFCAS have found a number of inconsistencies, they're saying that a, a fact-finding here is still... They're still recommending a fact-finding hearing. Um, and they're recommending that she provides further clarity and evidence as to what the allegations are. But I don't feel that that is the case. Like if, they've, if they're finding that there are contradictions or lies and or lies, then should they still be sort of giving her the, that opportunity to provide all that sort of stuff? Yeah, and whilst it's frustrating, and I really do appreciate that it is frustrating, if there's been allegations made... And whilst there is certain evidence to prove that she she is maybe telling some untruth, shall we say, it's mm-hmm. it's not within their remit to just dismiss them. Because then, God forbid, if something did happen to the child, and I'm sure it wouldn't, but if something did, then the powers mm-hmm. that be would say, well, why weren't those allegations taken seriously? So they're kind of caught yeah. between a rock and a hard place, really. As much as they kind of don't believe mum and can see the contradictions mm-hmm. in her evidence... It's out of their hands when it comes to making a final decision. So what they're saying to the court is that, look, you know, we're kind of swaying towards dad's side, but it's not our call when it comes to evidence and, and matters of allegations. So it probably will go to a fact find. Right, OK. No, so I've been going to uh, the contact centres and it's supervised. They've been writing reports on the relationship between me and my daughter. And it is, you know emotional and my daughter is very very like close to me as well she's only three years old she's turning four actually next month yeah um but you know all, all the reports are you know 100 percent. there's even the the contact center staff they've given their sort of uh, verbal feedback as well to the CAFCAS officer and it's just a matter of right there's a lot of contradictions there everything is contradictory even the allegations the first time it's one thing and then the next time it's another thing but it just you know I'm Muslim as well and apparently I'm an alcoholic (laughs) and I don't drink I've never drank why you're you're busy um, (laughs) yeah yeah that's it um but yeah no um I'm just sort of wondering like what 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 would you suggest my next steps would be like whenever I go into court because I'm self-representing yeah each time you go into court you've always got to point out the contradictions in her evidence and you've always got to maintain your case that the child will be perfectly safe in your care but never Mm -hmm. be seen to dismiss what CAFCAS are recommending in I'm not saying that you would and go through Mm -hmm. the motions okay it will pass and of course, if, if a fact find hearing does take place and, you know, mm-hmm. she is found to have made up lies and contradictions, then that's only going to go in your favour. So always maintain okay. your position. Never be critical mm-hmm. of anybody, including the other side, and, and just let the process play out. As frustrating as it is, you, you know, you mm-hmm. kind of have to be the bigger person. Perfect. All right. No Thank you very much. You're for welcome. Your OK, bye bye. Gary B, I'm going to come to you. Take you off mute. What's your question? 
Hi, Tracy, can you hear Hello, me okay? I, I can, yeah. What's your question? Excellent, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is the right chat for the question, but I'll ask anyway and you can let me know. Yeah. Um, if uh, in a financial split, um, you know, related to a divorce um, without children, um, is the starting point generally 50-50, irrespective of who's paid the majority of bills or who earns more, that sort of thing? So if there are no children, Gary, the next thing we're going to be looking at is age of the parties. Then we're yes, going to I be think. looking at income capacity of the parties. Are they both earning the same? Then yeah. we're going to be looking at, have we got any medical conditions? But you're quite right. We never look at financial contributions just on its own. We wouldn't look at that at all. Okay. And I've just got one more if I can. Yeah, um, sure. I, I, I left the marital home around 18 months ago, but I've still been paying majority of the bills etc yeah. um my wife is refusing to be cooperative in terms of shared expectancies and things like that and i've due to ill health now sort of run out of money yeah. is there anything legally i can do to um to, to try and help with the contributions and things like that sorry help in what way well in terms of um getting um, my wife to um contribute more to the because she's refusing to pay for hardly anything um and, and i've oh, run I out see. of money now basically oh, so I see. when when you say refusing to pay for anything you mean in the property yes in the yeah. property yeah. okay um absolutely i mean you you can get an interim order have you made an application to the court yet gary no, I haven't. Oh, okay. Without making an application to the court, then no. All you can okay. do is write to the other side and hope that they would agree. Um, you yeah. can obviously try mediation. Give as much evidence as you can by way of bank statements just to show that you're not lying when you say you're broke. Um, but ultimately, yeah. if you're within the court process, you can ask for interim orders, maintenance orders, whereby she can help pay some of the costs. Oh, right. I understand. But but you okay, can't do that without without the court process, all right? No, yeah. I, I just wondered if if by following the legal route, if there's something I can do, which which sounds like there is. So yeah, all right. Thanks, yeah. Gary. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. We have Mo is up next. Mo, what's your question? Uh, hi, hi, Tracy. Hi. Um, my question is around finances, and uh, it's particularly to do with um, soft loans. Yeah. So the ex has alleged that um, she's had um, soft loans from pretty much every member of her family. Yeah. Um, she has since we we split up and then we went through the whole child proceedings and all of that got resolved. Yeah. And uh, after the child proceedings, she stopped working. Um, so now we are dealing with the finances like two years down the line now. Um, since the child proceedings have uh, finished. Yeah. And one thing I don't understand, in her form, she alleged that she had 11 grand from one of her brothers. Yeah. And then after we, we exchanged ES1 and ES2, um, they, they, they put some comments in there um, on the ES1 form, some contentious issues, and then I, I responded back. Yeah. So as soon as they, they saw that, they went and changed the loan amount to um 54 grand so it went up by 43 grand yeah um so i just want to understand what is the how would the court view that because she's re she's refused to answer questions around the loan agreements and whether they are payable given that they're family members so i asked numerous of these questions but these questions got struck struck out by the judge now it's very hard to deal with proposals and and you know well, why is that 
understand her needs yeah. uh, without answering these questions. So how would the court view soft loans from family? That's my question. Okay. The first thing I would say is that your question may well have been struck out because it didn't take it, it didn't take the case forward. Well, right, we've got to be really careful when we're putting a questionnaire together. We've got to make sure that it actually goes direct to the point of the reason as to why we're asking the question. So that's the first comment I'd make. The second comment is that soft loans aren't considered to be like your regular bank loan. So by all means, the court will honour them to be paid back if we have enough money available within the marriage. So the needs of the parties are going to come first. Housing needs, yeah, It's a needs, needs case, yeah, that's yeah. what I understand. Yeah, so, so you've that, got a young that's, daughter. That's going to come first, Mo. Housing needs, income needs, capital needs. If we have anything left, by all means, the soft loans can be paid back. Now, if she wishes to rely upon the fact that these soft loans have got to be paid back, You've got to ask the questions, well, what were they used for in the first place? And we also need to mm. see evidence that she has actually received them. Well, that's what she's refusing to provide. That's why I asked. I'm like, can we yeah. see it's some probably, transactional details to understand yeah. when these loans occurred? It's probably the way you asked it, Mo, because it's definitely Obviously. evidence that's needed. Okay. Uh, we we right. do um, we do have um, the deficiencies, the schedule deficiencies yeah, to absolutely. to do. So I'll bring it up in that and supplement the questionnaires that we yeah. agreed on. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I will definitely be getting somebody to help me uh, yeah. address those points. But are you allowed to address these points in a different way, even though you've asked no. this question and they got stricken no. out? No, no, no. You you need to get that evidence in before the final hearing. Okay. So just ask them again in your schedule. Sure. All fine. right. Yeah. Great. Okay, Thanks, that's Mo. fine. No, I just wanted to know because okay. it's a bit, it's a bit strange. So all yeah. right, then. Thank you so Thank much you. for answering Bye-bye. that question. Thank you. Uh, Jay McKen, you are next. Let me just hang on one second. Sorry, guys, I'm doing this one-handed. Um, let me just take you off mute, Jay McKen. There we go. What's your question? Hi, Trace. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi. I'm going to try and keep it really, really brief. But basically, okay. um, myself and my ex-partner separated. Two years ago, last year, went to court to have a child arrangement order for 50-50 yeah. um, on the basis that he said he was going to remain living and working locally. Um, neither of us have family nearby. Yeah. Um, but he moved away for most of the week and is commuting back and forth, which has caused various ongoing issues. Yeah. Um, plus, also at Christmas, when the children were visiting some family abroad, my son was assaulted by his paternal aunt. Um, dad initially denied every, anything that had happened um, until he got into mediation for other issues that we were trying to um, resolve um, and he did admit everything that had happened and he was due to go away to put like a proposal together about you know how they were going to keep the children safe going forward and things like that. I had initially reported things to the police and to safeguarding agencies here but they said there was nothing really that they could do because it happened in another jurisdiction and the um, the adults that it involved were not UK residents. Um, so he was going to go away and put a proposal together. But when he came back to mediation last week, he said he wasn't going to do it. He um, wasn't going to implicate his sister, um, but that he wanted me to just go ahead and sign um, consent to travel forms and things like that. I've obviously refused because I do believe there's safety and well-being concerns for the children. But in regards to that, 
plus the fact that he's moved away. Um, would there be grounds, obviously, to go back to court now to have an amendment to the child arrangement order or what is it exactly I would have to ask for? Yeah, so you're asking for a variation. So if you think that the existing court order that's in place no longer protects the children and keeps them safe, you're asking for, yeah. a, for a variation to that order. And that's on the C-79. Um, Okay, and would I, is it asking for a variation? Is there like, do I ask for like a protection order against a paternal aunt because, you know, it's just so, in her company. It's obviously she yeah. who attacked the kids, not the ex-partner. So, yeah. so can so, that be added? Yeah, so it, within the variation order, it would be made clear that when the children are in his care, he does not leave them with the paternal aunt. He does not leave them in the care okay. of the paternal aunt, whether unsupervised That's or supervised. Okay, that yeah, exactly. So that that's he was also present when the assault did take place, but um obviously he was still not able to prevent it. So it can't be that he just you know, he just doesn't leave them in her company, but he you know, yeah, okay, that makes sense. All right. Also in terms of just very quickly, just in, with him moving away and having the fifty fifty shared care, what would the courts likely take a stance on that? Like would they amend it or you know would they just say, well, he's just moving away for half the week and he's still coming back? So it, it, if if the contact isn't affected, then they would probably just, just leave it be. If, if the contact... Well, it's really difficult to he, answer because A, I don't know what yeah. contact's been ordered and B, I don't know him moving away, what impact that's had on the order. So I think the well, best answer to give you is just if the, if the order's still um, taking place, he's still having contact with the children, then you may not have yeah. grounds to have that amended. Well, he's breached the order in terms of failing to pick the kids up from nursery and school and he's repetitively late um, and sometimes hasn't made it back where the kids end up spending, you know, an extra night or two with me because, you know, he's just because of work. So if I just made note of all those occurrences and brought that forward towards the court, would they consider so what the you're saying if it was working? What you're saying is that the, the consistency is gone. So the move yes, has exactly. yeah, so the move has brought about an inconsistency which you don't feel is in the child's best interests. So then the exactly. variation might yeah. also have to include a new contact pattern. As long as you've okay. got good reason to, to ask for a change, the court will listen to you. Okay. All right. Great. Great. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Um Nana Nine, you are next up. What's your question? Hello, Tracy. Hello. Hello. Hi. Sorry, um, my voice is a bit croaky. That's okay. I'm just recovering from COVID. So. Oh, bless you. Um, yeah. Um, so my question is, um, so recently we had some mediation and on the last mediation session, um, they kind of came up with an agreement. Yeah, me now. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. I can still hear you. I just forgot to put the other caller on mute. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so we came with, up with some sort of agreement um, and then a draft order um, was made by my partner's uh, solicitor. Yeah. Um, I was sort of pressured into agreeing to him at the time, um, purely because of, you know, abuse that he's done to me over the years. Um, so I did sort of agree with him on his terms and conditions on, in mediation. Um, but when the draft came through, um, I just found it wasn't that it wasn't f fair to me, 
And also, when I had like read it through properly without facing him, I had a you know more of a thorough thought about it. Um, okay. So my question is, um, yeah. So my question is, that's just the initial draft order, isn't it? Because there can be some alterations to that. Um, because I did ask a solicitor. They said if that's the case, he can apply with some no-show cause or something. Yeah, it depends. Um, it depends I how far in the negotiations you've got. If there's letters backwards and forwards to say yes, we agree. Yes, we agree. Draft the order on that basis. And he's gone ahead and drafted the order on that basis. And then upon receiving the order, you've then changed changed your mind. He can apply to the court for you to show cause. In other words, show the reason why we should change this order. So again, it, okay. it's probably it's probably better to take legal advice because um, the order is going to have to be read by your solicitor and then you're going to have to take advice from them as to whether it is fair and reasonable and, and why it was agreed to in the first place. Okay, and my second question is, um, I think... He's trying to push me to sign the order because this month he's not paid the mortgage, which he usually pays every month since our separation. So in that now, where case, do I stand Nana, that? yeah, so you're going to have to go and get some legal advice, aren't you? Because if, if you don't sign and he doesn't pay the mortgage, then we're going to end up in a whole world of pain. So you, you, you are going to have to be proactive in that regard and take some advice with regard to that order. If, if, if you are reliant on him to pay the mortgage and he stops paying, it would, would be my suggestion. All right? Okay. Yes. Okay, Tracy. All thank right. you. No problem. Thanks, thank Nana. Bye-bye. Okay. I'm going to come to Sharon. You were next in the queue. Sharon, how can I help? I think it were me that you didn't mute earlier. And I was I telling my dog to, wait, I'm, I'm, <laughs> to be quiet. Were you telling the dog um, to get down? That's what it sounded like. <laughs> All, down, I could do, all I could do was get down, <laughs> get down. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Quick question. Yeah. Okay, I'm still legally married. However, yeah. we've been separated for 25 years. Yeah. 17 years ago, my estranged husband agreed to a joint mortgage. I was private renting at the time. My landlord wanted to sell. I wanted to buy. He was quite happy to, yeah, put me on the mortgage. He's never lived here, so it was never the marital home. Yeah. He's never contributed, no deposit, no nothing. So I, I'm in a position now with the uh, the mortgage rates and everything else and a so-called mortgage prisoner, so unable to remortgage, so I want to sell it. Yeah. He's refusing now to communicate. He wants nothing to do with it. I have nothing to do with it then. Um, if I said, you know, if I, if I get the solicitor to send the paper, will you just sign it? And he says, no, he won't even speak to me. I've tried to communicate via my, my daughter and my, my grandkids, yeah. but he wants nothing to do with it. So I'm, I'm just struggling as to, you know, what, what you know, and I keep hearing this 50-50. So do you want it? He's never lived here. Do you want it sold then, Sharon? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I if, need to sell it to move on to be able to move into something that I can afford. Fine. So if, um, if he's not, obviously you can't sell it without his signature because he's a legal owner. No. So what you need to then do is apply to the court for what we call an order for sale. So you'll have to get yeah. an order for sale from the court and then the court can override his permission and, and yeah. you'll be able I mean, to, he's, to sell he's not, it. 
He's not declining, he's not refusing. He just says he won't sign anything. He wants nothing to do with it. So yeah. he just won't cooperate. Yeah. So whatever paperwork or anything from the courts or a solicitor yeah. drops through his door, then I know he'll, he'll just bin it. He'll, he just wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, but you, once you've got the court order, Sharon, you can go ahead and sell it without his signature. Yeah, right. All right. And then what about the, and he, you know, like it's in joint names, yeah. although he's never lived here or contributed, yeah. Yeah. then what about the, you know, the equity that's in it? What happens there? Then that's, because I know that's, I've heard you talk about yeah. looking at finances from both parties. That's and, right. That's where you need to take that one hour's legal advice so you can be told what percentage you're entitled to and then when you're mm -hmm. at the when you're at court asking for the um uh order for sale, you can then ask for your, the percentage of the equity. You, you may as right. well because you're at court you're in court anyway. But of course you need to take the advice as to what you're entitled to. Because obviously if yeah. he's if he's never lived there, you you might well be entitled to more than fifty percent. Well, that's what I mean. It, it were never the marriage loan. He's never lived here, never contributed. Yeah. He had his own place. He just agreed to do it yeah. to support me at the time yeah. to be able to buy it. A bit like a guarantor. Yeah. More than you know, more than like living here, being being a like a you know that he was actually living here. He's yeah. never lived here. It's never cost him anything. He's never paid anything. So to me, so I'm struggling to. Well, think, yeah, but the, that it would be yeah, to any of it. N none of that may apply, Sharon. Take legal advice on that point, okay? Yeah. But make, but make your application for your order for sale. Right. All Do right? I need to divorce him first? You will need to start the divorce at some point. Yes, you will. Yeah. Perfect. All, All right. right. Thank you, Tracy. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. A uh, quick question on the TikTok. People are asking a few questions actually. What colour the paint is? It's Elephant's Breath. I don't know who thinks of these names. I'm not even joking. It's Elephant's Breath. Uh, Craig, I'm going to come to you. Let me take you off mute. What's your question? Hi, Tracy. Hello. Thanks so much for today. That's okay. um, If anyone hasn't used Tracy before, I'd fully advise oh. anyone uh, doing so. Oh, thank you, Craig. Um, first and foremost, Tracy's dealt with a number of things for me in, in, in recent weeks. Um, and I might have had uh, problems to understand and what I want of it. And Tracy's actually come in quite reasonable and said, listen, you're full of rubbish. This is how it's <laughs> going to be. And um, put me on the straight and narrow and said, listen, let's be reasonable here. But my question is, yeah. do I keep a diary for George? For the regular frame of contact, if we if we do go down the C one hundred route, yeah, absolutely. Because secondly, yeah, no. Well, I'll just answer you on that one first, Craig. Because following on from our conversation this morning, obviously you're yeah. concerned about the inconsistency. So by keeping a diary, and I would be taking photos, and of course the photos will give you a, a date stamp and a time stamp. Um, it may help to prove our argument if indeed we raise one about inconsistency. So absolutely, keep a diary. Secondly, we didn't talk about the second property. However, I've just heard about your cause um, on there. Mm. So um, we may be okay on that one. Um, and then what happens if my wife doesn't agree that the, the funds that we received was a, was a loan and not a gift? 
that then we argue that in court. And that's very easy to prove because a, a, a lump sum of that of that amount, and of course we both know what that amount was or is, um, will yeah, be will be evidenced on. It's not, and and it will be evidenced on a bank statement. That's not something you hand over in cash. So I shouldn't worry about that at all. And it's as, as right, you know, so the, the point is nobody makes themselves voluntarily homeless, as we discussed earlier on. So I really wouldn't lose right. any sleep over that point, Craig. Right. Okay. I am. I am losing a little bit of sleep over everything, Tracy. Bless you. Don't um, be. Don't because be. Because I'm. I'm. I'm I, and, and so that one's rest assured on that one. Yeah. And then exclusive rights. Uh, so, so the exclusive rights part. Yeah. Um. I think it was whatever it was. Can I keep my things and my belongings? Absolutely. Because obviously. Yeah. I haven't got anywhere else to put them. Absolutely, and we we can negotiate all that in correspondence. Absolutely, you can. That's yeah. not going to be an issue. And, and and that's all I'm going to ask on on it. But for anyone else struggling with certainly divorces, children, certainly the finance, the the divorce I found quite easily, and I've done it myself, as Trace is fully aware, even though I've paid for it. I'm fantastic. She's pointing me in the right direction. I've done it myself. Um, the child side of things, I haven't had too much of an issue with so far, but I'm in the right hands with Tracy. But the finance side of things to actually separate with a child involved, absolute nightmare. Wouldn't advise doing it yourself. And certainly I'd get, get Tracy or, or so, certainly, yeah, well, I, I've used Tracy and you might think one thing, but having Tracy on your side, um, for a number of hours, I've thought that Tracy hasn't been on my side <laughs> and it's been all against me. I'll be honest with, with, with uh, I mean, I spoke to Tracy and Elena about this. I don't really want a Rottweiler in the corner, but having spoke to Tracy again today, she's rash it's rational. It, it's, it's, um, she can't be right down explained why we, we would accept everything and basically explained the whole situation of, of why we should be doing things in, in the re, in the in the right way. So anyone that's looking for um support, speak to Tracy. She's not Thank a therapist, you. she's a lawyer. So it's gonna cost. Don't phone her at every every opportunity. <laughs> Come on the Discord. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate you sharing that. Okay. Thanks very much, Tracy. Have a You're good welcome. evening. You're welcome. You too. Cheerio. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Um, you know, I'm I'm really glad actually that Craig came on and 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 shared that with us. Not least because obviously he's a client of mine, and and his words were very kind and very sweet. But it demonstrates from a real life case just how emotional this can be. It's really difficult to to be able to you know keep yourself completely separate when you're looking at the finances and the children and the divorce and you know it's difficult for everyone not not just Craig you know and, and I hope that Craig appreciates that it's hard for everyone and of course the you know the biggest part of our job is to keep everybody focused on the bigger picture um, and to try to keep the emotions out of it so thank you Craig for sharing that um, Lord DJH, I'm going to come to you next. Let me just take you off mute. One second. There we go. What's your question? Hi, Tracy. Hello. Um, 
So my ex-partner yeah. walked out of our house that we that we lived in with my parents in June last year and took our sixteen uh, months old with her. Yeah. She the next day she had me arrested um, on an accusation that was completely clearly uh, nothing come of it almost a year down the line. Uh, but that accusation meant I had to have supervised contact with my son via family friends yeah. that she had to agree to. Yeah. But uh, the police police said I was no risk to my son. They were happy with me seeing him. Blah blah blah. Um, since June last year, I've been going into severe mental health problems and I've been having help with that. Uh, it's all now starting to come to an end. Um, and I kind of feel like I'm being used as a glorified babysitter, having her, having my son as and when it suits her. Um, but it's now come to the fact where her mother has taken over all of that, organising me seeing him and getting quite harassing to the people supervising. Yeah. Uh, and I've just got a fear that she's going to try and relinquish any parental responsibility she has of our son to her mum and then what where do i stand so she can't do that without your permission so you have pr parental responsibility she has pr yes. you can't sign away your parental responsibility only the court can can order that it's removed from you so don't worry about that she can't give her mum parental responsibility without your consent because you are the other parent with pr if, where would you say to go? So she'd make it very difficult for me to see him. Um, I, I, I want to have, he, he lived with me at my house since the day he was born until the day uh, she took him. Yeah. She had me arrested so I couldn't, so I could do nothing about seeing him. Yeah. Um, like I say, that's all coming to an end now. Yeah. And it's still becoming very difficult for me to try and see him yeah. or even get anywhere. She's refusing any contact with myself, which is yeah. why it's going through her mum, which isn't ideal. Yeah. Because um, we had a lot of issues with her mum during the pregnancy and just after he was born. Yeah. Um, and I'm just a little bit concerned that I kind of feel like a fish out of water that I don't know where to go or what to do and what depth to take. So if you're not having regular contact or it's inconsistent and there's no routine or whatever it might be, um, and you guys can't agree, so you're not able to co-parent with each other, then the court can assist and you trigger that application with a C100 form. So you would, okay, you, you would, um, yeah, go on. Um, so she, she basically, when she left, she left me in a lot of debt, uh, four and a half grand in the credit card and loads of other bits. So obviously I'm, I'm on the verge of having to declare bankruptcy because I've been trying to pay it off and with everything she accused me of, I lost my job and I, I lost my, my license for security. So I'm kind of in a position where I, I want to try and not do it the quickest way, but do it the most efficient way. So it's the C100 best way to go down it, it's the only way to go down i mean you if you want to attempt mediation beforehand if you think that you and her can sit down with a mediator by all means try that 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 would be the cheapest way if that doesn't resolve it then you'll have to do the c100 but in terms of cost the c100 is going to cost you 232 pounds to submit that to the court and there will be no other costs then that, that's the only, there's only a one court fee, that 232, uh, and from there you can represent yourself. So, you know, if costs okay. are an issue. And it will, it, once that application's in, um, Cloudy, at the moment she's refusing to do anything court-wise, anything at all, she's just outright refusing. Will they, is it like a court order that she'd be requested to come and try and yeah. deal with it, or yeah. how, how does that work? Yeah, exactly that. She'll be ordered to attend court. 
Okay, brilliant. Thank right. you, Tracy. That's okay. But listen, you can go, if you go on to just even go on to Google um, and, and just you know research the C one hundred, you'll get so much information, even about the court process and everything else. And it's just sometimes it just puts your mind at ease, and you're you're bound to come across other forums. Um, especially there's lots of forums where dads in your position are trying to see their children and they can't. And there's charities out there that will help. Mark knows of one. I've forgotten it, Mark. What is it? Both Parents Matter, something like that. Um, but but check that out as well. Okay, yeah, it started right. where I was having for an hour and then two hours and then all of a sudden it jumped having from a few hours to the entirety of a day. Yeah. And then last messaging last up at 10 o'clock of the night before I want you to have him tomorrow. Yeah. And obviously, that's so short notice, I have to arrange so much stuff and it's just, it's becoming quite, quite messy because yeah. it's, there's no, like I said, there's no consistency. Okay. Fab. Well, I'll leave yeah, that I'll one with that. you. Thank you very okay. much. Pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks, Tracy. Bye. Uh, Candy, you are next up. What's your question? Hi, Tracy. Hello. Um, I think we spoke last night and I have another question. That's fine. Um, I'll just remind you. Um, so I'm due in court next week for um, sort of the first appointment yes. um, in the financial um, yes. resolution. Um, and in the Form C, because um, I'm a litigant in person, it states that um, I have to submit a bundle the week before. Yeah. Um, I have looked a little bit as to what this is, um, but slightly panicking because I haven't done it. Okay. Um, and just really, what what do I need to do? I mean, I'm sure I've done bits, but yeah, what what, what is that? Well, the first thing I would ask, Candy, is there a solicitor on the other side? No, okay. neither. All neither right. of us have solicitors. So, so no. do, do you have a pen and paper there? Yes, they do. Okay, all right. So your, your section A um, yeah. will be your preliminary documents. I'll come back to that in a second. Um, okay. Section B is going to be your yeah. orders and applications. So any kind of applications that have been made and any orders that have been made so far all go in section B. All right. So, okay. And when I say sections, this is just the running order of a bundle. Okay. Okay. Section okay. C, this is a children's application, yes? No, it's the financial. Financial, beg your pardon. So section, okay. section yeah. C, you're going to have yeah. your for me. Both, okay. for, both for me's. If it's a final hearing, he hasn't done his. Okay, so just yours then. Um, <laughs> yeah. And your your disclosure, and then yeah. in D, you'd put any valuations that you had for the property, any you know any any other sort of reports that you've had. Okay. Okay. Um, your mm -hmm. your preliminary documents won't apply um, mm -hmm. because that they're. They're documents that we would create as lawyers, um, so you won't okay. you won't need to worry about that. So that's all okay. you need to put in your application. Follow, if you think about how all this was started, so you made the application, yeah. the court then sent you out some orders, so that's got to go in. You then filed your form in your disclosure, that's then got to go in, and anything else that flowed from that. So just keep it in in that sort of the time order okay. that things were filed and served. So I do. I actually have to state section B is the orders and the applications section c for and i've got to actually attach all of them yeah the yeah so w when we're doing them uh, obviously we've got the software that helps us yeah. so as you're scrolling through you, you can just automatically go to section a or section b don't worry too much about that candy because by the sounds okay. of it you've got one application one order and one for me so maybe just right. put it all together and email the court 
Okay, so put it all together. Yeah. Do I need to put it in sections as well, like you said? I would I would just scan it all in so it runs, and yeah. if you can paginate it, and then it will just run sort of page one to page whatever, 100, and just email okay. that across. And you said the preliminary documents, that Don't worry about them. Me. Yeah, don't worry about them. Fine. Okay, all right. that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Lovely. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Candy. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, that's us guys it's seven o'clock on a friday oh my goodness mate i'm just not used to being here on a friday i feel like i've got to get up and go to work tomorrow when actually i don't um hope that was helpful to all of you that managed to ask me a question um i'm back here again monday so next week i'm going to do monday tuesday and wednesday six till seven because i will be taking a couple of weeks off when i go on holiday with the fam um, so next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, six till seven, the usual time. Apologies to those of you still with your hand up, but be sure to come back Monday um, and I'll help some more of you out again. So until then, guys, I really hope you found that useful. Thank you for joining me on the Discord and I'll speak to you all on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye bye.